welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host. Kevin Paneskis. Good evening, Kevin, Property Soldier here, going out on my different social media channels, but also recording this as an episode for my Service Combination Property Podcast. And this is a live mentoring talk with Steve. So I put a post out saying anyone want a uh, live mentoring call? Uh, to go out live and be a podcast episode, and uh, and Steve said yes, and so I just at random picked some some people, um, and and Steve uh, answered the call um, to uh, go live this evening. So, Steve, we had a, a brief chat just before going live, and so you're plumbing and heating engineer but also looking to uh, scale your property business and service accommodation. Funny old thing, <laughs> the, the subject of tonight's mentoring call. And so you're, you haven't started your journey yet. Um, in fact, you just, you just told me that you're um, due to be attending my, my training, uh, service accommodation yeah. training, uh, which is cool, or one of my service accommodation training days. It's actually a, a discovery day that you're attending, isn't it? Um, yeah, right. By the way, anyone that in, is interested in attending one of my discovery days, did, did you get it for free? Because sometimes I sell these tickets. Um, and uh, sometimes yeah, I, I, think, I think you sent me a message, and uh, yeah, I think you let me in for nothing. So, okay, yeah. So anyone, anyone that does want to contact me um, uh, privately, then or just message me or, or comment or whatever, and I can get you a, a free ticket to these um, discovery days as well, uh, which is a, a day with me at Progressive uh, Property HQ in Peterborough, talking about service combination. All right, Steve. So. Um, what uh how can i help you so you mentioned that you're in leeds but um you've got a few questions to start off with um in terms of your gold mine area was that right yeah pretty much so yeah i struggling to locate a decent area in leeds i think a lot of it's heavily student towards the city center obviously you've got quite a lot of high-end apartments within the city center it's just keep getting kickbacks with leases and stuff in regards to short short-term accommodation and i apartments better for it or should we be looking for more houses to do it obviously being in the trade we're happy to take on a renovation project i mean that's that's ideal for us to buy it uh, renovate it and get it into sa so i'm struggling to pick pick the sort of right area for it at the moment okay so you mentioned a couple of things there steve um and so i you mentioned leases if if a lease actually says um, no short term rental, then that's that's pretty unequivocal. That's that's actually yeah. quite straightforward. So if it says that, then that's absolutely fine. Um, yeah. A lot of people do get uh, misunderstand when it says no business use or something like that. But if it says no short term rentals, then great, move on. You know, um, sure. there's uh, most over eighty percent of properties in the UK are. Um, we got a bit of feedback, haven't we? I'm just wondering if. There's anything we can do about feedback. Um, I could maybe put earplugs in, but that might take a, t- a while. You haven't got any other devices live or anything like that? Um, no. No, that's absolutely fine. Okay, I'll well, crack on. I don't think it's too bad. It might even just be me. Um, okay, so 
the lease is there. Over eighty percent of properties are freehold in the in England, at least. Uh, Scotland slightly different, but um, so leases aren't a problem in most cases. Um, and then, obviously, not all leases don't prohibit SA. So, in case of finding a lease that allows SA. Now, um, one of the, uh, the things that you mentioned just now in terms of uh, your your trade and your your business yourself mm. is that uh, presumably you will know uh, contractors or at least move in those circles of people that um, would definitely stay in service combination if it saves them money on a hotel, right? Right, okay, yeah. I've been more thinking about the holiday sort of market rather than that sort of angle of it. Yeah, cool. Well, this is what most people, because obviously you haven't sort of attended any formal training yet. Most people uh, do focus on the the leisure side of SA. And yes, at the moment, that is booming. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It really is booming. I was having a a mentoring call yesterday um, with somebody and and they're cash flowing in excess of £2,000 a month from rent to SA properties. Nice. Uh, And that's someone that's only just started out. So, yeah, it really is booming. Um, But... One of the things that helps you acquire SA properties is actually to uh, reassure the landlord or letting agent, whatever you want, whoever you're speaking to, that you have already got clients lined up. Okay. If you're able to name drop a construction firm or, or build a company or something like that who require accommodation in Leeds, for instance. Um, then that's an awful lot easier by saying, look, I just want to rent a property from you and list it on Airbnb. Yeah, okay. Coming from. Um, um, but, but by the way, yeah, absolutely. Um, but by the way, we always do, before we take, we sign a contract, we always do say to the letting agent or to the owner, we do also market on platforms like Airbnb and Booking.com because that's how an awful lot of contractors book. Now, the reason why we do actually target contractors and trades is because they typically stay for much longer periods of time. And sure. so there's a lot less costs in terms of cleaning and laundry and turnovers, and, and there's obviously no void if they're staying for months at a time. So the profit margins can be astronomical from those types of bookings. And then all the ideal scenario is that you've also got leisure guests and you've got um, contractors type of bookings as well, because then yeah. you've got more demand for SA. So when there's more demand for something, the price of that thing goes up. So actually, that would be a good thing for you to do is to start to focus on who you can name drop and, and genuinely maybe try and source bookings for properties in advance of you acquiring properties. Right. Okay. Yeah, that would be a good thing to do. Now, what what you mentioned just now is um, um, Leeds, the sort of centre of of Leeds being ideal for SA and then sort of getting further out, not so much, or certain parts being a shithole. Um, I don't mind swearing, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was four years in the army, so if people don't like it, you know, they they can... uh, go find somebody else to follow or whatever <laughs> but um so i um i actually stumbled across this um loophole in that uh properties that would be classed as being in a shithole actually worked really well for service accommodation right and okay. the reason why i stumbled across that is because when i was building up my buy to let portfolio i was i was choosing inner city terraced bog standard property yeah. Not any fancy part of town, you know, literally what we call just outside of the Bronx, you know. 
Um, and, um, and then when I started getting properties like that back from tenants, because of Section 24, the anti-landlord tax, where you can't offset your mortgage interest um, when you own the property in your own name, I would start moving those properties into SA and list them on Airbnb and Booking.com. And I was finding that I was still getting leisure bookings, um, yeah. but also they'd be very attractive to the trades because you can be accommodating, you know, five five trades in a two bed house, you know, single beds in the um, the bedrooms and a sofa bed, five trades. Uh, okay. You've got your own lounge and kitchen, so that would be saving them lots of money. So I found I discovered that it works really really well. So what I would say to you, uh, Steve, is not to discount the uh, cheaper end of town. Definitely not in the Bronx, but maybe yeah. not far away. Um, you can rent property there. And as long as the car is safe outside and and there's some parking not too far away that, you know, people don't mind, a, you know, a, a, a short walk. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the property's nice on the inside, then there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And the, the thing to remember is that your competition, most of your competition will just be focusing on purpose-built apartments in a city centre. Yeah. And so if you step away from that, yeah. That's yeah, kind, of my, it's kind of what I'm focused on at the moment. So, Well, you you haven't had any any sort of formal training yet. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to be showing you bulk standard terrace properties when you, when you come to Peterborough um, that don't look anything from the outside. On the inside, they're fine. They're nice. And yeah. I'll be showing you the night rates and I'll be showing you the the internal photos and, and the bookings and all of that good stuff. So that will hopefully open your eyes as to a lot of other types of properties that you can go and target. Yeah. And um, so you mentioned earlier, I think, that um, when we had a quick chat, that you're also interested in doing some purchase to SA as well. Yeah, definitely. We've got a couple of investors um, we've had a few meetings with now. Some of them have got quite a substantial amount of money to put into the market. So jv and all that lot we need to sort of work out how to structure that with those with the investors really and i don't know if i'm getting too bogged down with the intricacies of all that rather than yeah maybe just leveraging a solicitor to sort that out and work that out for us also well i mean you can obviously set the groundwork with your investors um yeah. and so you're you're going to come in and start off getting some training with me um, ultimately, you'll be able to source rent to SA property and purchase to SA property. And for investors, they might actually overlook the possibilities of rent to SA property. But if you can imagine, um, I mean, typically, are you, are you thinking about the, the 150 price range in Leeds purchase price or? Mm, a little bit more. I mean, for apartments, yeah, you're talking a little bit more about that. But you can get. Like you're saying, within the but, but remember, you, you might not need to focus on the purpose-built city centre apartments. Yes, yeah. I mean we can still pick stuff up for seventy-five to hundred grand in those areas, two, three bedders, quite comfortably. Yeah, right. Well, guess what? That's where you're going to get your better return on investment. Sure. Purchase to SA. I don't do fancy city centre apartments for purchase to SA. I okay. do bulk standard inner city terraced for purchase to SA. Because you can still do buy, refurbish, refinance, yeah. okay, and be pulling your money back out, especially being in the trade. Um, but even normal civilians can can still yeah. do buy, refurbish, refinance. They've just got to pay the extra um, to the trade. Um, 
And so that's what I would be focusing on for you, because that's going to a give you a much better return on investment and your investors, because your gross yield, um, it, it's, it tracks the same as buy to let. Yeah, um, you end up with a much better gross yield on buy to let, and exactly the same principle applies for SA. Your gross yield is a lot higher on the cheaper properties. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're running some numbers within the stuff within Harrogate. We've just been looking at as a single buy to let. If we had to fall back on it. It's it's not great at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, I mean, modelling the property on on what you could achieve with buy to let if you can earn money from it as buy to let then great but the same yeah. property you can use as sa uh, and it's a fallback position as well isn't it and yeah. the thing to remember is is lenders will um value the property based on um normal buy to let uh, returns as well so the the rent mortgage ratio will be based on buy to let figures Okay, the, yeah. the point is, though, that you will be able to then use the property as service accommodation. Your product will allow service accommodation, but that's the way they. The reason why they do that is because there's no commercial valuation uh, based um, on service accommodation, and so therefore, if they pull the property back or have to take it back, then um, as long as it stacks as a, a buy to let, then they're happy. But again, um, for for you and your investors, I would suggest that that is the better um, return. To, right. to go down that route for the for the purchase to SA. Now, yeah, fine. If you're going to do a bit of rent to SA, there's still nothing wrong with the the cheaper end of the market. The yield still works better. Um, yeah. But um, it depends on your clientele. It depends on that. But for purchase to SA, I would still focus on the more modest property. Um, now, the thing to remember for your investors, Steve, is that. Um, you're going to start learning more when when you come to to me about um, capital allowances as well. Yeah, and also the the right owning entity is important because okay. a lot of people are just going to default these days to buying in a limited company. Now yeah. that might be the right solution um, for if a lender um, wants it to be bought in a limited company, or if um, the investors want the money secured inside of a limited company and the limited company is the purchase vehicle. Um, but it doesn't, nest, it doesn't have to be in a limited company in order to avoid Section 24 tax. Okay. And that's why most people are doing it these days is to avoid Section 24 because in a limited company, you can still offset your mortgage interest. Right. But that's because um, buy-to-let and HMO is investment income, and Section 24 affects that rental income, whereas Section 24 does not affect serviced accommodation. So with your serviced accommodation properties, even though they're bog-standard terrace-type property, the income from it will sit on the furnished holiday let page of the tax return. Okay, yeah. And that is trading income. And yeah. therefore, you, cannot, you can then, in the same column, offset all of your mortgage interest against that income and not be affected by it. Because properties owned in a limited company, well, the money's in the limited company. And then to get the money out of the limited company, you've got to pay you know, dividend tax and uh, income tax, at whatever income tax rate you're at. Yes. So yeah, there's, there's different mechanisms for moving money around, but it's just so much more clunky than it just the property being in your own name. Um, in my experience, it's a lot more profitable, the property being in your own name. 
That's really useful. That's, so that's, that's something to bear in mind for you and your investors. Now, the other thing that I'll come to is uh, capital allowances, because if your investors are high net worth individuals and higher rate taxpayers or additional rate taxpayers, etc., then they should definitely be made aware of the significance of capital allowances. Now, capital allowances for service combination property, it's about 35% of the expenditure on the property. Actually, up north, um, South Wales, it's a higher percentage. Um, This is just a a UK sort of average. So if you imagine just round round figures here, £200,000 property, um, you might have bought it for 180, spent 20 grand on it. Um, So 200 grand in total expenditure. 35% of that is 70,000 which means that you can now earn £70,000 tax-free. Okay? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you own that property in your own name, you're offsetting seventy grand worth of income against your personal income tax rate. Yeah. And if really that is owned in a limited company, all you're saving is 19% corporation tax, and then you've got to pay income tax on getting the money out. out. Yeah, yeah. So how you purchase is very, very, very important in terms of tax planning for you and your investors moving forward. And it can save you and your investors a hell of a lot of money in tax. That's really good. Yeah? Yeah, it's impressive. Cool. So um, we've talked about maybe not thinking slightly outside of the, the, the box in terms of don't follow the herd because all your competitors are going to be in a close-knit area. And especially with the trades, and most most leisure guests, they've all got cars. They're not worrying about being in the town centre. They're more interested in saving money on hotels. Okay, Okay, yeah. So don't worry about the town centres. If you find a good one in the town centre, that's great. Try and line up um, some clients in advance. That's going to definitely help you acquire properties. For your investors, if you imagine – well, a hundred thousand pound pot to invest. That's a couple of deposits, two or three deposits, whatever depends on how expensive. Yeah. Always a hell of a lot of rent to SA properties. Uh, okay. Yeah, definitely. and you can be cash flowing a thousand pounds a month easy. I mean, a couple of thousand at the moment from a rent to SA. Yeah. Are you would that would you just be sort of giving them the joint joint venture partner sort of a percentage back on their money, or would you split it 50-50? Or is it depends on what they want? Yeah, it totally depends. Um, one of the things that you should always ask your investor is you should just be, we call it the, you know, the values elicitation script. Um, you you, you want to be asking the question, what, what is most important to you in this joint venture and what is it that you want to see? Okay, yeah. is, it, is it return? Is it um, an exit strategy? Is it security? Okay, what interest rate would work for you in terms of return on investment? Okay, so put it back on them to sort of decide yeah. what they deal. Because some, some people say, oh, right, I'll tell you what I can do, and they, they just squeeze themselves to death and they say, look, I can give you 10% return on your money or 12% return on your money. And actually, some investors go, whoa, 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 that sounds like something that's dodgy. You must be doing something <laughs> dodgy to be able to give me that money. I'm out. This is a little yeah, bit yeah. for me. They're used to ridiculously low returns. And you've just got to remember that your investors, they're getting such terrible returns at the moment in the bank. Their, their money is actually going down in value because of inflation. Yeah. So, so when you can create a win-win situation for your investors and you can 
I mean, one of the things that you should be saying to your investors is you're a property investor. You use your investors' funds secured against property, giving them a much better rate of return on their money than they're getting in the bank. And that's the sort of thing that people should be saying um, to people that they meet at parties and things like that. Because you haven't asked them for money. No. But you're basically telling them how they could be earning a lot more money if they give their money to you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's something for, um, for working with your, your investors. It starts off with a blank piece of paper. Obviously, we'll talk more about this when you come to Peterborough. Sure. But it, it, you, you can essentially reverse engineer the, how to present the deal to the investor once you've listened to what the investor wants. Yeah, okay. Yeah? Because a lot of yeah. people will just go to an investor and say, okay, I want your money. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. The other, and that, the investor might not say anything. The investor might just say, let me have a think about it. But they're, not, they're out, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so definitely, I mean, obviously, it's a bit too much to take in right now, but you, you are coming to the, uh, uh, to the discovery day, so we'll have a lot more time to talk about it. I can show you case studies and, and things like that. Um, but um, using other people's money, yeah, we've touched, touched on that, the, the different type of owning entity. So what we do su suggest is that you operate your service combination business using a limited company. Okay. okay? Because in the limited company, that's the, the guests sign your terms and conditions of your limited company. Um, the limited company has the contract with Booking.com, um, Airbnb, et cetera, with your cleaners, with the laundry company. Um, the limited company takes the property on, say, a rent to SA. Okay. Yeah. Or that limited company manages your own properties that you own yourself. Okay. Right. So the limited company is like the letting agency. Yeah. Yeah. And then the limited company has its uh, public liability insurance. Anyone slips up and hurts himself in the shower, then they're going to claim off that insurance. Whereas some people make the mistake of doing it in their own name and, and you've got no liability cover there. Okay. Yeah. So how you own the property depends. It could be owned in your own name. Um, it can be um, a, a partnership or a limited liability partnership, or it could be a limited company. So what I'd suggest is however the, a property is currently owned, that's fine. Leave it as it is. Set up a limited company in order to manage the service accommodation for that owning entity. Yeah. yeah. Both um, protected as well against any claims. Or the property will be protected against any claims as well. Yeah. Public liability insurance. Yeah. Um, and but how you go out and purchase property moving forward has to be modelled based on the um, the tax scenario moving forward. Yeah. Okay. Because the one thing to remember with um, service accommodation is uh, the income from service accommodation is vatable. So the right. VAT threshold is eighty five thousand, and then above that, you you need to be paying VAT on your SA turnover or profit one of the things um, this is something really important and you will talk about this more when you come to see me is the the tom scheme for that now the tom scheme for that is the tour operators margin scheme and effectively the the with on toms you use that with rent to sa this people get this completely wrong people end up going full vat registered on income from rent to sa Way, 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 way too soon. Yeah, they, 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 they thought they've saved themselves some money on not attending any training courses or anything like that. 
Um, and they've just ended up going through the VAT threshold with, say, three rent to SAs. Okay. Whereas, actually, if they'd have registered for the TOM scheme, they could have had 15 <laughs> rent to SAs before going through the VAT threshold. Yeah. yeah. Because the, the TOM scheme is effectively your margin, the difference, your, it's effectively your profit. And when your profit goes past 85 grand, that's when you become VAT registered. That's quite good because every other business, it's well, my, my plumbing heat business, obviously, as soon as you crack over the 80 odd grand, it's therefore you're in VAT. That's just turnover, not profit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the thing to remember so, so what you would do is you would ring fence your rent to SA, and you definitely make sure you go on to the TOM scheme. And you might decide to either smash through the, the VAT or, do you know what? I won't, I won't add another rent to SA because that I'm staying below the VAT threshold. But you would be able to have a lot more rent to SAs on TOMs and stay below the VAT threshold. Okay. Um, but then you might decide, well, now I'm going to do a purchase to SA. Well, you would do that and you might do it in your own name. And by the way, you've got your own VAT threshold, as you probably know, as, a, as being a business yourself. So your property is in your own name. You you would basically um, model that. That's a different operating and owning entity. So it's got its own VAT threshold. Now you mentioned about potentially doing joint ventures with your, with your investors. Well, if you set up a, an SPV a limit, an SPV a limited company, then that can go and buy property. That's yeah. got its own VAT threshold. Okay? okay, and then you've got. What a lot of people do once they set up SA and they understand they've got their cleaning and they've got their laundry set up, et cetera, is they then go into what we call service combination management. Now, service combination management is where people will just bring their properties to you ready to go, furnished, yeah. fully equipped, ready to go, and you just plug them in, into your um, channel manager effectively and, and use your cleaners and your laundry system. Now, why would... Why would owners do that? I mean, this is where you don't even have to pay any rent or deposit. Okay, I've, I've yeah. trained people up in SA that are on 300 plus SA management properties now. Okay. Wow. Um, why would people do that? Because they're going to avoid Section 24 and there's 600,000 landlords out there that are higher rate taxpayers now because of Section 24. So they can right. avoid getting back below the VAT threshold, uh, not the, the income tax threshold. Um, and once you start telling them that they can be getting tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of tax-free income because of capital allowances, that's why they will give you their properties as well. Awesome. Yeah. So um, it's exciting times, Steve. Because basically, let's go. Let's let's get let's tear shit up, right? Yeah, <laughs> we're ready to go. Yeah. 100%. All right. Cool. Um, so any any. Uh, Final question from me before, obviously, I'll be seeing you. Was it next Friday? I'll be seeing you soon. Um, yeah, I think it is next Friday, yeah. Um, I'm going to put them all up till then and pounce on you. And yeah, yeah. Well, well, basically, I mean, you can listen to this uh, podcast recording, um, but you can yeah. go back into the Progressive community or the uh, my page or however people are watching this. I think it's also on YouTube, et cetera. So you can go back and, and watch it back again on Catch Up. But write, write down some questions. And well, um, and let me know. So the discovery day. So have you got it in your diary, Steve? So let me have a look. Somebody's just asked. I'll answer this question for people. When is the discovery day? If anyone does want a free ticket, yeah, it's Friday the twenty seventh. If anyone does right, want yeah. a 
free ticket, then send me a message and I will respond with your link. Uh, I won't put the links um, in the, the comments because effectively Facebook doesn't like external links and it kills the reach of posts and things like that. Send me a direct message. I'll respond with the link and then you can get two. Did you get two free tickets? Just one, just for me. Oh. Now, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, if you are, if you, if you want another one, you can have one more if you if you need one. But um, that's fine. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't need one at the minute now. Just okay, yeah. If anyone wants another free ticket or two free tickets, then send me a message and I will respond with two free tickets that you can come on to my service combination discovery day in Peterborough and all the information, the log the logistics, where to park, all that stuff will be in there for you. Okay, so thanks very much, uh, Steve. Thanks very much for watching those people that have been watching this live. Uh, for those people listening into the podcast, if you um, reach out to me via my website as well, um, you can, you know, the Property Soldier website, www.propertysoldier.co.uk. I, I will also uh, respond giving you uh, the link to the discovery day. So here's to your service combination success, everyone. Say goodnight, Steve. Goodnight. Cheers, Kevin. Appreciate that. Thank you. And remember, everyone, your future needs you. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. You can also follow me on social media and YouTube by searching The Property Soldier. Also check out my website, www.propertysoldier.co.uk, where you can learn even more about property investing and serviced accommodation.